Dawson Fred's podcast, episode 46. 46. 46. You have a lot of notable 46. Got any number 46 athletes? Anybody? We're joined by our friend Drew, our resident elf expert, good friend, coming from Atlanta, Georgia, repping the dogs. Drew, good to have you. Go dogs. Thanks. Pleasure to be here. Appreciate the uh, the confidence, fellas. We're on to matchup three in the first round of our Christmas bracket. We're going to be breaking down Elf versus How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version of the Grinch. Uh, we'll get into that. Um, which one would you guys like to start with? What order did you watch these in most recently? I went Elf Grinch. I think going forward, just do the high seed and then the low seed. I think okay. that's what we've done the entire time anyway. Okay. Uh, so probably go Elf. First, then okay. Grinch. If ever, unless anyone's opposed to that, this no, no that's that's fine with me. I would say these two movies. I know we did eight nine, but that was just for Lethal Weapon and Die Hard, so they could match up. These are probably a couple of the most well uh, loved or, or well liked, at least universally, Christmas movies. These two probably. I think people our age. These are two of the most watched. Certainly, Christmas movies. Two of the biggest box office hits of our childhood and young teenage years. Yeah. And as far as Christmas movies go. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get into Elf. We pretty much grew up with Will Ferrell. He's like our guy, right? Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing about this is Jim Carrey and That's Elf, why we matched him up. Two of the biggest right. comedy stars in the history of the world. And this is their foray into Christmas movies. And they just happened to coincide with like our childhood basically mm-hmm. and then you also have the yin and the yang of the most pure soul and buddy the elf the most evil soul in the grinch folks this is professional podcasting um i think we just threw this bracket together no but let's get into it let's get into elf so elf released november 7th 2003 it made 223.3 million dollars at the box office quick synopsis when young buddy falls into santa's gift sack on christmas eve He's transported back to the North Pole and raised as a toy-making elf by Santa's helpers. But as he grows into adulthood, he can't shake the nagging feeling that he doesn't belong, but he vows to visit Manhattan and find his real dad, a workaholic publisher. Uh, It's directed by Jon Favreau, who you know from directing the Iron Man movies, the live-action, or I guess animated, new, whatever you want to call it, Lion King movie, and the Mandalorian, the Star Wars series on Disney+. Stars Will Ferrell, James Caan, among others. Zoe Deschanel. She's not. She does not get among others. She's. Oh yeah, I Zoe Deschanel. So here, this is the point I want to get into. Zoe Deschanel doesn't even look like herself in this movie at all. She has blonde hair. She has blonde hair. Nice. But and did she? I think I didn't realize until probably a couple years ago that that was even her in this movie because it doesn't look like her at all. She's almost unrecognizable. Critical Every time she's movie. up on that tree, I have to remind myself that it's Zoe Deschanel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Critical scores, Rotten Tomatoes, 85%. Metacritic, 64 out of 100. Roger Ebert, when he reviewed this, gave it three out of four stars. Elf. Before we get into Elf, has Roger Ebert seen every movie ever? Uh, until he died, probably pretty close. Oh, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's dead. <laughs> he died in 2013. So, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, that dude. There's just a Roger yeah. Ebert score for every movie. Well, I mean, he's a professional. You know, that's like his job is to watch all the oh, movies and rate them. I know, but like every movie. Anyway, shout out to shout out to my guy Ebert. Yeah, shout out to Big Raj, the best to ever do it. Um, Drew, what's your relationship to this movie? We know that you love it very much. I do. It was uh, the, I actually got the DVD in a stocking one year. Um, so we never ever went to movies in the theaters growing up because, you know, just trying to make it lower middle class teacher, teacher, dad, you just don't go to the theater, see movies. But when we got the DVD, it was on replay pretty much constantly um, every Christmas season. So we would watch it as a family. Um and it would just be kind of background noise um, for all of Christmas. So I guess that would be pretty, pretty heavy. Um, that. Yeah. You can yep. just kind of catch it anytime. There's, it feels like one of the most rewatchable movies on this list. You know, all the beats, you know, they're all coming. I think that's why you said it came out in 2003. I thought like I was older than 10 when it came out. But I mean, just while you watch it when you're much older, it just feels like you're older when it came out. I don't know. Feels like I was older than ten when it came out. What What did your life look like in two thousand three, Wes? Can explain know. yourself. What What uh, Where were you at in your life? I just feel like it's one of those movies, kind of like Home Alone, like the classics that you watch when you're older and you just didn't realize you were that young when it came out. I'm not sure if I watched it at ten, but what was ten year old Wes like? You know, a lot of video games, maybe some maybe some recess hoops, some Mountain Dew, you know. <laughs> A lot of that. Yeah. And Elf and Buddy the Elf. Buddy the Elf. Buddy the Elf. Yeah. 2003. Great 2003. year. I, I mean, you know, I probably went to the theater and watched it. I was... Eh. I didn't go to that many movies. I remember... My mom bought a lot of DVDs. We're a big DVD household, so I know we have Elf the DVD, too. Um, so, in my hometown, we have a one-screen movie theater... And mm. when I lived there, it was like as soon as it reopened whenever I was young. And this was the first movie that played. And I tried to go see it in the theater and it was sold out. So I never saw this in the theater. Wasn't meant to be. But I've seen it a bunch of times since. I think both of these main characters, Will Ferrell and Jim Carrey, I think the roles were perfectly cast. I feel like this role was just made for Will Ferrell. Just be a total, pretty much total dipshit. Yeah, a blubbering idiot. Um, <laughs> so that is, go ahead. It's interesting to me because so do you guys know what number film this was for Fabro as a director? Uh, it was pretty early. It wasn't wasn't when too number two. Either. It was his second yeah. one ever. Yeah. So when you read through the synopsis and it says he's the Avengers God and Iron Man King. This was he was not uh, yeah. that guy at this point. Yeah, he he, so he some, made one movie named yeah. Made. So that's yeah. that's all he had done at that point. Which I think almost no one has seen. Uh, I've certainly never seen it. Um, yeah, he had a bunch of acting credits up to this point, but this is basically sort of his first foray into big studio, big budget filmmaking. Uh, and I would say it went pretty well. Yeah, I don't know how much it cost to make, but I saw it made like 130 million or somewhere in that range. So that is which one is huge. For, um, it's pretty huge for. A, I think I their think starting the, budget was like 30 million, but then obviously they. I would imagine 
maybe the cast cost quite a bit. Like James Caan, he's a very famous actor from the 70s and 80s. I'd imagine he required a pretty big number. But other than that, it's not a bunch of huge stars. Zoe Deschanel had – was this before think, or after? At the time. What's the movie with Joseph Gordon-Levinson? Levinson? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Levitt? And Zoe Deschanel? Yeah. I don't know. Five hundred days of summer. Oh, is that what it's called? Oh, that. Uh, it was. Um, it was. She had only done a couple movies yeah, before she, that, and that was not one. I'm of trying them. to think. Where was Will Ferrell at this time? So this would have been Night of the Rocks after SNL. I think. I think he would have li- just left SNL at this point. I think. Two thousand three. Yeah. So two thousand two, he left SNL. Then he did Night of the Roxbury, and then. And this is actually something that impacted them releasing it and New Line kind of freaked out because Old School came out right before Elf. And so they're like, okay, mm-hmm. so we have Frank the Tank in green tights. Like this may be a little an issue. There. Yeah, I think it is kind of interesting to think because now Will Ferrell is a super family-friendly actor. He's in a bunch of movies that you would show your kids. But up to this point, he's in basically no movies that are not at least PG-13 rated. Um and I don't know how big of a household name he was in 2003. Like, he was, you know, well, you the most think, famous SNL cast You got to think at that time, SNL is, like, famous, famous. Like, the big time at that yeah. time. Yeah. In the early 2000s and 90s. Yeah. And, of course, like, when it started in, in the 80s. So that's I think like, it depends on who you are, though. Because, Wes, you were huge into it. I never watched SNL. So, I guess it, unless yeah, you're unless you watch SNL and, like, late night stuff, you may not know who he is. Yeah, that's true. Especially at that right. point, because social media and stuff is so different. Yeah. yeah. Where... But, and since we're talking about people, so Faison Love, Gimbal's manager, is one that I'm a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he does a great job. Also, I mean, you can't forget about Miles Finch, a.k.a. Tyrion Lannister, yeah. also Lancer. known as Peter Dinklage. Awesome. Yeah. And shout out to another Christmas movie, Peter Billingsley who was Ming Ming in the workshop. It's actually Ralphie from a Christmas story. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I saw that also he's uncredited and I didn't even catch him whenever I was (laughs) watching this. Uh, I didn't even catch him in it. I read that after, uh, that is a fun fact. Where would we stack this up in Will Ferrell roles? Maybe first on, maybe not your favorite, but most iconic Will Ferrell roles. It's gotta be easily top five. I would say top five for sure. You have Anchorman, which came out the next year. Ron Burgundy, you know, one of the most iconic characters. He still dresses up like Ron Burgundy. Um, (laughs) Is this more iconic than Step Brothers? I would say no. Iconically, you have the Christmas Mm, angle. That's what I'm saying. I think this is replayed every year. What what else is is in in discussion here? I think Step Brothers is funnier. Sure, because sure. everybody everybody Maybe. loves everybody loves Ricky Bobby. Yeah, that's so, another big one. It has to be. No, it has to be. It might be top three. Like he doesn't have a lot of his stuff. Is more Jackie Moon ensemble? Yeah, I guess you could say Jackie Moon. Um, like a lot of my favorite roles of his, he's not even the star. Exactly. Like, like in Wedding Crashers, Wedding maybe? Crashers, yeah. in Old School, like you said. Uh, Zoolander, where Zoolander he's the villain. Sad, yep. A lot of those are some of my favorite roles of his. Uh, but most iconic, 
this might be one. I don't know. It could be. Yeah. It very well. I would could say be. I would say Ron Burgundy is probably one for him, and then maybe probably Buddy the Elf. Yeah. And is that because he is a lot to handle at times, and so you don't necessarily want him to be the the lead? That's why you prefer when he's a support role because he's a little overwhelming at times. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe when I rewatched this. Uh, I got a little exhausted by him at times whenever I rewatch this. Sometimes it's a little much. Yes, I would agree. I would say that I think when he's like not when he's like not doing a bit like he is like an elf, like in like Ron, like Ron Burgundy, like he's a character, like he's putting on a voice. I feel like he's kind of boring though. So I think small doses of turn it to 10 Will Ferrell is is probably best. I think this entire movie, he is a little exhausting. I think this character, they could have made him slightly less stupid. They, they, they I just said, they turned it to 10. He's 12 out of 10 on the stupid. If he'd been nine <laughs> out of 10 on the stupid, may I think it would have been a little, they, a little better. It feels like, I don't know who wrote this. I'm sure Will Ferrell and Favreau, they were, it was just like, on the fly, just any of the dumbest shit you could think of. I'm sure they were just firing at the hip. So the, the, the dude that wrote it was like just some random kid from New York who like loved Christmas and that's, that's it. And then he just kind of took it. So the, the people that like produced and directed this movie, nobody had any experience at all, which I think is kind of, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's it why. It feels <laughs> like, I don't know if it's because Will Ferrell it comes with Saturday Night Live. It feels like a bunch of like sketch ideas. It feels super improvised. Yeah. Um, and it all that is a credit to the director and the editor and whoever that it does come together and make a, sim, a cohesive movie and a cohesive yeah. plot. But all the bits seem very sort of uh, you know like the mailroom. The like I can't imagine you write something like oh Francisco that's fun like or. Like how many times did he answer the phone? Yeah, but Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? He probably said thirty things in uh-huh. that phone, and they just picked one. Like that's just not just it's just you don't. That's very it's very difficult to write things like that. Which I is mean, when the, you're dealing with beauty. an improv guy, that's yeah, that's it's why the beauty of Will Ferrell in a lot uh-huh. of ways. Yeah, and, and sort so, of the downfall of like modern comedy movies in a lot of ways because they kind of do that a little too much, I think, and they don't write anything, and it's a lot of like, well, Judd Apatow is like famous for this, like. Hey, we're just going to say this is the scene. I want you guys to just give me 20 lines a piece, say whatever you want to say, and we'll just make it work. Yeah. Uh, it works here for the most part. Um, I think it does toe the line. It does get a bit exhausting, yeah. especially yeah. with, right, especially with. They're trying to make it very sentimental, and I think it kind of works, but it's almost too goofy for the emotional beats to really hit the way they need to for a great Christmas movie. Right. I think go ahead, Drew. So just wanted to throw in three things and I think this kind of makes sense, uh, to me at least. So Favreau, when he was interviewing for the director spot, he had three things that he came in and he's these are the only three things that we're gonna concentrate. This is what I want to do. So number one was Rankin Bass, which almost got them sued and almost got the movie shut down. So it's the claymation, like old school Christmas stories. 
So, I mean, Buddy the Elf's costume literally is the exact same. Like a lot of the scenes, they yep. basically just stole them. And so they said they were more inspired. They weren't ripping them I off. Mean, they were inspired by Rankin Bass. <laughs> that snowman is literally the exact same thing as those movies. Yeah. If you had told me that they had, had the okay and it was just them that made this, I would have said, yeah, that sounds right. Like, why couldn't they just made that not a snowman? I don't know. They could have just made yeah. it or made it look a little different. They didn't even try. Any guesses on who the voice for Narwhal is? Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Any guesses? <laughs> I don't know. Favreau. Mm, that idea. makes sense. Sure. And he also cameos as one of my favorite scenes, the doctor where he gets the blood <laughs> test. He's the doctor where Are he gets his Dr. Really? Leonardo. Yeah. He gets <laughs> yeah. his finger pricked. Yeah. And he screams. Uh, and he fun just fact: eating eating cotton balls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that like there's no way they wrote that right. He's just like, what if I eat cotton balls? That would be funny. I feel like uh, the entire movie is just Will Ferrell being like, what if I did this? Uh, fun fact: they said there were a lot of scenes, especially the ones in New York, where it was just like Favreau, Will Ferrell, and like two crew members are like, we're just going to run around and we're just, just going to fuck, fuck with people and we're just going to do chaos. And we're just gonna yeah, they said them. they engaged in guerrilla warfare mm-hmm. camera, basically. Yeah. And they said, so um, also another fun fact, red jogging suit, Santa guy that he's like goes up to and tugs on. That's, he just happened yeah. to be there. That's just real. That was like yeah. a real person. <laughs> I buy that. Um, oh. That stuff like that is what makes this movie feel more grounded in reality, I guess, and feels more authentic. Uh, makes the jokes hit a little bit more. Uh, back to the doctor's office scene. So the big reason they picked James Kahn to be the father was because they knew how good of an actor he was, and they knew he would do a really good job to not break, and he Will Ferrell oh, couldn't really? break him. Really? And they said that is the one scene in the whole thing when he's screaming in the doctor's chair, the one time that Will Ferrell broke James Kahn in this movie. <laughs> and you can kind of see – he kind of ducks his head out of the way like this because he's laughing and they didn't want to fuck up the he's day. Good. He, he does, he, he, I'll say this. James Caan might be the best performance in this movie. I think he nails that character so much. I think he crushes it. I think he's perfectly cast. Obviously, Will Ferrell, Buddy the Elf is great. James Caan, excellent performance. Yeah, very good. So he... They say everybody that was on the set, number one, James Conn apparently is notoriously hard to work with. Yeah, he's, he's Sonny a Corleone. Badass. He's a badass. Like, he's just old school, like, don't screw with me kind of guy. And I guess he's he gave, a bit like, of a, a big... drunk, I think. I don't know if at this point he still was, <laughs> but he's a bit of a loose cannon. Okay. Never, never helps. Why would he do this? Money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He could just get money anywhere, though. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. Easy I... money? It seems pretty... Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Maybe I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Why? I don't know. Maybe, why maybe Favreau had an in with him and maybe. he liked him. I don't know. Maybe just want to have um, fun. So James Conn introduced himself to um, the entire crew um, as Jimmy the Dream the first day that they filmed, um, <laughs> which everybody uh, everybody that I heard from on the set said that was one hundred percent not the case. And one more James Conn fun fact. So. In the boardroom, when they're with Miles Finch and he just absolutely lights into him, Favreau whispered something before the scene, and then they went, and everybody's like, "Wow, he nailed this on the first time." And all Favreau said was, "Just remember, you're Sonny fucking Corleone." So <laughs> that was it. 
Goddamn. So right, just reminded him that he's a uh, he, he's a uh, part of the Godfather, and he just snapped. Do you th- like James Bond? If I hear that, it's like, yeah, no shit, dude. You're some fucking thirty something twerp. I, I've been doing this shit. You don't need the. You, like, you don't need to hype yeah, me up. Yeah, it's like I know how to act. I'm, I'm in a goddamn Christmas movie with Will Ferrell. I think I can handle it. So that was also the last day of filming. So that was like the mm-hmm. last thing that they filmed. And I guess they said that Will Ferrell just messed with him and messed with him and messed with oh, him. I'm sure he just like, beat him down the entire thing. So I think at that point. It was basically like, okay, this is my last chance to just light into this guy, because um, I'm never like, I'm sure they don't hang out and stuff. Um, so he just he just let it loose. So all the frustration for the entire movie of being tickle fighted to death, and I guess they did that multiple times. And he was like, guys, do you have it? Like, I'm not doing this again. Yeah, imagine us kind of getting annoyed with him. Imagine us getting like, like, all right, we get it. He's a dipshit. We get it. Imagine filming it twenty yeah. times a piece or whatever. Mm-hmm. Both of these actors in these roles, I imagine, exhausting. are exhausting. Um, do you want to hear a really fun fact that also ties these movies together? They initially asked Jim Carrey to be Buddy the Elf. I believe that. Yep. I think that performance would be a little different, but probably equally iconic. A little... They, little... they played the roles they were meant to play. I yeah, I think so, too. I agree. I do you? So. so this is a word that somebody used to describe Will Ferrell at the time. This is like, so perpetual innocent, innocence, sorry, perpetual innocence. So I guess he, I don't, I'm not super familiar with his SNL stuff, but was he always like the, the lovable dummy kind of? Yeah. Is I perpetual so. innocence, is like that, is that a fair the... characterization? More cowbell. He was kind of the yeah. yeah. He's always the dumb golden retriever Goof, sort of golden retriever. Character. Yeah, he's always like, wow, yeah, look at this, yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly the character he plays. Exactly. Um, trying to think what what would be I'm trying to think what's your favorite? Sorry to pick a favorite scene because they're basically just like ten sketches threaded together. We haven't talked to any about the. I think the. At least when I was younger too. The snowball fight scene just is, very, is very cool. It's is good. Iconic. It's kind of a like, oh yeah, he would probably be pretty good at chucking snowballs. Uh the Is Buddy the Elf a first round draft pick as an NFL dude's quarterback? Got a, dude's got a cannon. He's tall, he's white. He hit that little kid in stride. I'm sure his interviews, <laughs> he'd be incredibly nice. He looks good in shorts. Looks he's good in shorts. Yeah. He's you know, Wolf Hill's what, six four? Six four. Big strong arm. I'm strong just saying. Arm. He's the Brock Osweiler of elves. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, the New York Giants, you know. Gettleman, call him. Gettleman, give him a call. I think I think Buddy of the Elf's a, a solid prospect. Yeah, yeah. Looks and I feel like almost, to your point, Wes, with it being like a bunch of sketches kind of woven together, there's more moments for me than actual scenes because it was hard for me to like blockade yeah, of, them very, off extremely extremely quotable movie a lot of just like kind of one-off lines that are memorable so the scene where he calls him an angry little elf that's an iconic, iconic scene for sure uh that's got to be up there uh one of my favorites a little bit uh also with a fun fact when he's doing the jack in the boxes and he keeps getting scared true. that was all real his reactions he did not know when they were going to pop so that's all sort of Real reaction in the moment watching that. In the moment watching, I was like, "God, that'd be a nightmare." Yeah, just like being jump scared (laughs) for eight hours. I do love the world's best cup of coffee. I thought that Mm -hmm. was a good congratulations, good bit. And then he she and he brings. Way to go, everybody! Yeah, you did it. 
Uh, then whenever he first walks into the, the Macy's, basically, whatever it's called. Gimbal, uh, bro, come on. Um, the manager brings him over, and he's like, 10 a.m. tomorrow, Santa's coming. Santa! Santa! Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of... <laughs> yeah. And there's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, there isn't. Yes, there is. No, there isn't. No, there is. No, there is. Uh, Artie Lang, well cast as a scumbag, scumbag. mall Santa Claus. That's a good scene where they Perfect. fight each other. Mm-hmm. You stink. You. <laughs> yeah. uh, the uh, the mailroom dance scene, I I enjoyed also when he uh, consumed a little too much syrup. Yeah, a little schnapps in your coffee. Little, maybe a little, little. I'd imagine if he doesn't like the taste of coffee, Buddy Elf's not going to like the taste of whiskey, whiskey coffee. either. Probably just a hunch. Uh, what's the deal? Nobody likes the it. guy that he's working with. The you know older, long hair, like prison prison release yeah. or something. Yeah. It seems like he says he's twenty six. Is yeah. that supposed to be a joke or is there a bit we're not supposed? to? I mean, that guy looks fifty years old. Yeah. Certainly yeah, not I twenty six. I, I that, that supposed that. to be a joke? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. If it was, I don't know. You're so young. You're so young. You've got your whole life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of funny shit. Uh, here's uh, one nitpick I have about this movie is how quickly everyone gets from one point to another in New York City. Mm. Like... In the final scene, the mom sees her on TV, and she's from her apartment there in like ten minutes. Yeah, take an hour. Uh, there's another scene where James Khan is from the apartment to his office in like five minutes, or what it seems to be. Not that that matters at all. Unimportant. That's like the people that were yelling at that one scene of Game of Thrones because they traveled too fast. But just yeah. popped in my uh, brain. It would take weeks to sail there. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. It would take weeks. Um, the candy cane forest you're telling me to take longer than 13 seconds <laughs> to travel. Swirly, swirly gumdrops. <laughs> so, yeah, you said you went from gumdrop forest to the Lincoln Tunnel. That that doesn't. There's some other. There's some. There's some geographical wanna, land in between. Where, where wanna, do the Where do the worlds connect? I want to yeah. watch. That is, <laughs> well, it's the literal North when Pole, he, you know. So when he hugs the or when he tries to hug the raccoon at the very beginning, yeah, that's funny. yeah, um, yeah. I want a four hour movie and I want to see him stuck in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be realistic, well, folks. And the the scene where he's just getting to New York and he's running in traffic, getting hit by cars, <laughs> like taking taking solicitors like handouts, and they're the ones telling him to stop Thank taking you. them to go away, eating eating gum off the bottom of the railings, going on the, the little circle door thing, like and until he throws, throws up. up. Yeah. Um. Here, can I give you a quick pitch? How about the dark, bleak, realistic version of this where Buddy the Elf is just a legitimate psychopath. Uh, James Conn's like, fuck you, whatever. He's homeless, just roaming the streets, fucking descends into madness, and it's uh, really depressing. Yeah, holiday classic. Would we want to watch that? Holiday classic. I'm in. I'm in. Oh. So alternate ending for the movie. So when... Frank the Tank in green tights freaked out New Line Cinemas, and they took it away from Favreau for like a small period of time. Eventually, he got it back, obviously. Um, but they cut off the end of the like the Christmas power, whatever the Christmas spirit lifting up, and like James Cosmometer, like, dude, being like this. They took they took that out, and it was they ended it with Santa hitting the button on the thing, and that was the end of the movie. And so everybody in there was like, "Hey, 
they forgot a reel. Like, what's going on here? And they're like, no. So everybody just went went nuts. We're like, we're here for Favreau. We're here for Favreau. And then he got it back really? and they put it back in. I didn't know that. Yeah. I think, small gripe, I think that uh, James Conn's character, I don't even know his name in the movie. Dad. Walter. Walter is Walter right. Walter Hobbs. I think Walter... I think Walter's turn to liking Buddy yeah. is too sudden. Yeah, and like makes no sense. Yeah, it's a I little, think I would hate him more. It's a little. I quick. also don't. I also don't believe it because he says, "No, you're my son. I love no. you." With absolutely no emotion, no, like nothing. Yeah, like nothing it was. It. I thought small gripe makes no sense whatsoever that he would just be like, "All right, Dykes, you're a part of my family now. I love you. You're my little elf." Yeah, makes no. That's sense. why. I mean, that's why I'm partial to his fake dad, Papa Elf. Um, before he leaves the North Pole, he gets kind of choked up and say says that I'll always be here for you. And I think that's the that's the kind of fatherly love that you don't. I mean, maybe that's the whole point. Walter Hobbs doesn't have that in him, but doesn't. And and also, I guess that's more believable with his own son. Like he walks out on that, but like he's an asshole. I don't know if he would do that. He probably would have just stayed. Yeah, in that pitch meeting, probably. Um, Question: How many awful, awful boyfriends and dates had Zoe Deschanel been on to be like, "All right, I'll go with Buddy the Elf." This guy who's borderline mentally handicapped. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna let, I'm gonna let him take me. He's out. so tall. Yeah. Well, yeah. don't don't He's forget really this nice, is on the though. heel the heels of him going into the locker room while she's showering and singing, <laughs> her, That's which is also a fantastic scene. Very I funny. you always you know he's going to run funny. straight into the lockers, but it's I mean I don't know it's kind of like a fart like it's always funny like it's, it's just every time we're kids and we're, yeah it's we we'll yeah the fact she uh, somehow found that endearing yeah and like was like yeah lunch no, she was not scared. nearly terrified enough no, she was very no, terrified no, no. she was not nearly scared enough that this strange or weird she, man was at least shop. it turned to like endearing too quick it yeah was, it was yeah and she was very also weird. seeing baby it's cold outside which is like notoriously like kind of creepy song yeah imagine you're singing that and then you hear a man's voice singing the other <laughs> joining, part joining in with you that's in the here's shower in my dark bleak version that seems terrifying oh yeah and uh, another yeah. flipped dark version of elf that scene rules are you, are you good that's petrifying are you good <laughs> uh yeah um so presents because that's one of the things that you gave me i think one of the all-time best presents ever given in a Christmas movie <laughs> for that special someone. He gets yeah. his dad some lingerie because the sign yeah. said for that special, special someone. someone. Well, that was funny. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And it was also a way to make him realize that they gave him the picture too of mm-hmm. the, his, whatever her name was, his buddy's mom. Yeah. It's a good bit. It's a good bit. Very funny. Do we have any other bits that we really love? Why were the police so aggressive hunting down Santa? And once they saw, once they saw the the sleigh like flying off the ground, they're like, "No, we got to get him. We got to take this guy out." I thought that was the cheese, like the cheesiest. Like, okay, like he said because they put him, he put him on the naughty list. They yeah. never forgave him. It was so the Central Park Rangers yeah. were chasing down. Uh, this this Santa, put this thought in my head. Money? It doesn't really have anything to do with this movie. Do you think uh, in a realistic version of Santa, he's probably got some heavy artillery. He's probably getting oh. some flack. 
He's got some heavy artillery on that sleigh, probably. You know, he's Santa's flying over some restricted airspace. Santa's packing heat. You know, well, if he if he's real, he's one hundred percent got one of those little uh, like men in black. Like, look at this. Forget everything mm-hmm. that you've ever seen. Yeah. Otherwise, how could he do what he does? I just um, imagine an elf in like a gunner seat on the side of the, the sleigh. <laughs> just uh, also, <laughs> also, I think that it took a very very small amount of Christmas cheer to get that. That's yeah, it's, a, it's like a 80 well, people singing. A, a, a small corner. We're talking. Well, James, we got James Khan to sing. True. That that's, it, that's when it like because it's when he starts to open up and sings, and then it just takes off. Yeah, it is so, a tiny little corner of New York. Too. Well, it's on the news too. So all the other people the, that are watching that channel are also spreading Christmas cheer. Uh, I think it's funny that the news reporter to he reads what her. Uh, Christmas list. He wants uh, mm-hmm. diamond ring and her boyfriend to stop dragging his feet and commit already. That was a funny bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, don't forget that this was a televised thing. So everybody was singing along with those 80 people outside of Central yeah, Park. I mean, so it was it, it, a hundred eighty Christmas spirit. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any bad? I, we try to, we have kind of a list of things. Any bad scenes? Any stuff you don't like? Hmm. I think the stuff with her with Zoe Deschanel, just it's just, just the it, fact that it doesn't make sense. That it doesn't. He's a psychopath. The movie doesn't need it at all. You know, <laughs> both of these movies have unnecessary romance oh, yeah. angles. We'll get to the other one. That one's weird. Both of these have unnecessary romance angles that just don't need to be in the movie. Really, um, yeah, I could have done without any Zoe Deschanel. Love Zoe Deschanel. She's great. She's great. But could have done without her part in the movie. I think. Yeah. Well, but it brings it full circle with the whole family aspect because yeah, she he ends up she married with a kid, and meeting Papa Elf, true that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't think you need to make it like a thirty minute portion of the movie where they're going on a date and looking at Christmas yeah. trees. Yeah. Also, would would she he still be in contention after that's the date that he takes her on? They just went around and looked at Christmas trees. Actually, I think chicks would probably just eat that up. She gave them a big old kiss. Little smooch. They went ice skating and looked at Christmas trees. What's better? She was all right. So it's a great script. Uh, Crappy cup of coffee. Yeah, Yeah, that was fun. Oh, it is a crappy cup of coffee. It's the world's (laughs) best (laughs) cup of coffee. Cecil on the side. Yeah, that was funny. I think. Yeah, that was all right. I just don't think it makes any sense. No. Whatever though. She's, she's good. Do you want a fun fact about Will Ferrell in regards to Christmas? Yes. He used to be a He's, mall <laughs> Santa. And Chris really? Kattan was the elf with him when he was like a mall actually, Santa. Like for real. For real in real life as a job when they were living like in L.A. Before a Saturday Night Live, he was wow. a mall Santa. And Chris Kattan, who was his co-star in Night at the Roxbury, was his elf. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's so great. That's really cool. And it's perfectly cast once again. Yeah. Yeah. Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan. So they, for the record, they only had enough money to afford 13 days in New York, which is why they were mm. basically just running around filming anything and everything they could. Yeah. Most um, of it is shot in Vancouver, right? At a, fun fact, oh insane asylum. They had to repurpose yeah. the inside of an insane asylum. Wow. One, Creepy. here's a gripe that I just thought Christmas of. Season. The North Pole looks like shit. Why is it all gray on the inside? It's like the most depressing looking place. Well, maybe in that's the world. another little like these. That's 
You know what I mean? Like elves hate their lives, but they're also happy though. That's, That's the true. thing. Buddy the Elf is the cheeriest person in the world. They give them all candy. Could they have killed the the production designer? Put a little splash of color, maybe some. Yeah, maybe some I don't know why it's all gray. I don't. Yeah, know. That's, that's a weird. They decision. want it to that's be like Rankin Bass, man. Oh yeah, that's true. So yeah, they stole whatever. theirs, and they didn't have any color, so it seems they just put the color in like the costumes. Yeah, I don't know. It just looks kind of weird. Uh, fun fact that all the stuff where Will Ferrell looks like a giant in those scenes, none of that is green screened in. It's all practical effects. It's all camera tricks. So good on them. Very cool. Very cool. Well done, dude. Forced, forced perspective. Mm-hmm. Which stuff? I guess they hadn't like nobody had used that in like fifty or sixty years. And also, so, well, very famous in Lord of the Rings with the Hobbits, they do the same mm, thing. Yeah. Oh, the, there's a clip that goes around, I don't know, like once a year about the uh, game at the table. Scene, yeah. The whole, like how they had they, the, they had the to make like a table. special table that rotated and it was, it's very in-depth. <laughs> Peter Jackson. Camera tricks. He loves doing that stuff. Uh, same thing with elves. And, so when, when Buddy was sitting on Papa Elf's lap. They actually had a baby on a diving board and had uh, Papa Elf sitting like 10 feet back. So the mm-hmm. legs were real baby legs, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was actually kind of funny. And then That's when he's funny. on the bike riding around, it's a four-year-old kid holding on to it. And then Papa Elf's like sat back like on this long, basically, golf cart. So forced perspective. Cool if you I'm know nice. how to do it. Yeah. Okay. Wes, what would you give this movie out of 100? I think it has its flaws, but as a Christmas movie, as a comedy, as something very difficult to do, I think especially now, be a clean, family-friendly comedy that still is funny, has a lot to do with Will Ferrell and his improv stuff. It's high. It's like 80, mid-80s? 86 for con what did you give i think the big comp the big heavy hitter we've done so far is home alone as far as christmas movies what did you grade home alone i don't remember let me look something mid 80s though pretty close yeah it's it's i guess we shouldn't say yet which movie you prefer but just for context you have them rated in a similar ballpark yes i do i gave this movie a 78 out of 100 i think i think some of the stuff Will Ferrell's a little much. I think uh, the Zoe Deschanel stuff's a little weird. I think the James Conn stuff, while he's very good in the role, it doesn't work that well for me. But it's very funny. It's very iconic. It's a great movie. I gave Home Alone like low 80s. I give this like high 70s. I'm with you. They're both very close. Both great movies. I gave Home Alone an 86. I'll give this an 84. Drew, what would you give this movie out of 100? 87 yeah. taking into That's consideration fair. all what you're i don't it's really hard to give a 90 on like any movie period let alone a christmas movie mm-hmm. i mean christmas movie's movie, not without its flaws but it's an absolute delight yeah it's delightful. very fun to watch and i look yeah. i mean i will say every time i think about playing i'm like <sighs> do i like I've seen it so many times. I really need to play it, but then you turn it on, you get it going, and you just laugh. So, mm-hmm. yeah, all the beats, all the beats. Yeah. Okay. So that is Elf. We now move to the twelve seed or the twelve seed, right? This is the five twelve matchup, I believe. Yeah, I think so. The twelve seed, Doctor Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, released 
almost three years apart, November 8th, 2000, uh, grossed $345 million no at the box way. office, almost 120 more than Elf. It was a smash hit, an absolute smash. Uh, synopsis, inside a snowflake exists the magical land of Whoville, and Whoville lived the Who's, an almost mutated sort of munchkin-like people. All the Who's love Christmas, yet just outside of their beloved Whoville lives the Grinch. The Grinch is a nasty creature that hates Christmas and plots to steal it away from the Who's, whom he equally abhors. Yet a small child, Cindy Lou Who, decides to try befriending the Grinch. Uh, directed by Ron Howard, who you know directed A Beautiful Mind, The Da Vinci Code, Apollo, Thir- Apollo 13, and played Opie in The Andy Griffith Show. Yes, he did. Uh, stars Jim Carrey, Taylor Momsen as Lindsay Luhu, Jeffrey Tambor as the mayor, uh, among some others. Molly Shannon's in this. Mm-hmm. Some other actors you may know. Uh, the Rotten Tomato score is a 49%. The Metacritic is a 46 out of 100 Roger Ebert gave it two out of four stars. Yeah. So obviously the Dr. Seuss angle. Um, but let's do the same thing with Jim Carrey. This is like rock star Jim Carrey. This is like 2000s, right after the 90s, just smash fest of Jim Carrey. So yeah, either 94 or 96 was when he had his, like the biggest, best run in the 94s. And he had like the best run in the history of movies. He does Ace Ventura. He does The Mask. And Dumb and Dumber, all in the same calendar year, mm-hmm. which is as big of a three smash yeah. hit movie year as you can have. Yeah, yes. And then Liar, Liar, Truman Show, Me, Myself, and Irene, if you like that movie. Not quite as notable, but yeah, and some other stuff. So from like 94 to, to this is just like the biggest comedy rock star He's as bulletproof a box office movie star right. as you get at this so, point. There's a reason. Heavily contributed to If the, you look at every movie like... From here on out until like 2008, like every star, it's like also Jim Carrey was considered for this role because yeah, you knew the guy you just was make the call. a printing press at the box office. And on top of that, just an excellent performer, great actor, probably my favorite actor of all time, actually. Fun really? fact. Interesting. I think this role was perfect for him, just like uh, Buddy the Elf was for Will Ferrell. I can't I really imagine another actor doing this role. No. I mean, it's it's easy to say now that he's done it. He's been that for 20 years, and we've just watched every year as him. It's hard to just picture other people, but just his, it's just Jim Carrey. It's so Mm -hmm. perfect. Mm -hmm. So one, with that in mind, so when I think of like particular people associated with particular, so actors associated with particular roles, um, especially ones that are reproduced over the years, so... Like in in Batman with the Joker and like Heath Ledger and like comparing the different guys, like, do you think so if they did recast it and redo it and it wasn't Jim Carrey, who would who would you want to be the person to give it? Do you want to know the other two people that were up for this role that were also considered the two most heavily considered? One, Jack Nicholson and two, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I think those make sense. Very able to be very physically funny uh-huh. and spastic, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, Jack Nicholson, maybe to be a little insane. A little more dark, maybe. A little, a little more dark. brooding. Although this movie is surprisingly like scary and off-putting. It is. And it is dark. It is <laughs> off-putting. Yeah. I, I hadn't watched it probably for a while. Like It's it's on 
TV and you catch parts of it, but like all of it for like five, six, seven, a lot of years, it is weird. It is off-putting. I will say this is maybe one of my most watched Christmas movies for me personally. I had this on VHS. I watched it a million times when I was a kid and I can't believe how well liked as kids. We all like this movie. I can't believe more of us were not scared by this movie. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the point of his character. He's supposed to be like a scary, creepy for these who's, but it's, I can't it's believe this movie. movie. Yeah, I can't believe this movie did as well as it did. I think the Dr. Seuss angle parents were just kind of like, you know, it's Dr. Seuss. He's going to take the kids. Yada, yada, yada. Jim Carrey. I've seen movies that I as an adult like Jim Carrey. I'm going to take the kids. But I wonder how many families took took their young kids and were like, um, all right, we're going to leave now because like my kids Maybe. are crying in the corner. Yeah. Um, and just the whole his whole character in general. I guess I get I get that that's the point. But like swimming in garbage and he eats glass <laughs> eats glass and his onion deodorant yeah he's extremely gross <laughs> oh that's all there, funny but there is stuff. yeah but when so when your kids like there's stuff that goes over your head and you don't totally understand and so maybe it's like i don't know it's not creepy enough and some of like the innuendos and stuff like just don't hit at all so like a kid would never even consider this like dark world because they're not aware of this dark world that exists. Yeah. So um, a big issue they had when making this movie was the guy who wrote uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas and owned the rights to it died and they had to go through his widow for all the rights and she had to approve basically every decision they made in this movie. Exactly. And they were going to try to make it more like adult and more because there's like a few like sexual innuendos and stuff, but they were going to do more of that stuff. She had to approve. She also had to approve of Jim Carrey. Uh, fun story about that. She met with a lot of the actors. Well, she wrote a note. She's like, they have to be of the caliber of like Jack Nicholson, Dustin Hoffman, Eddie Murphy, Jim Carrey. No one else I'm going to allow. All the who's? No, the person who plays the Grinch oh. has to be a star of that caliber. Okay. She met with him. But when she met with him was when, I don't know if you guys have seen this documentary, when... Jim Carrey was shooting the Andy Kaufman movie. Dude. His entire life, no he was living basically as Andy Kaufman. He never broke character at any point, and it drove people insane. So when he's meeting with her, he's Andy Kaufman, pitching he's, himself. He's perfect. As the Grinch. And the only thing he did that was Grinch-like was he did <laughs> his little Grinch smile, and that basically sold her. She was in. I'm in. She was in. She, so I believe it. I would love to sit down at that pitch meeting. What a weird deal that would have been. Yeah. yeah. Nothing like a good method of acting to land you the Grinch. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the best parts of this movie is like the sets and the production design and the makeup for the Grinch is fucking fantastic. Yeah, because it's a him in there. It's prosthetics and makeup, right? Yeah. The entire time. It said it took roughly eight hours for him to get ready on a given shoot and he after the first day almost quit yeah he kicked a hole in the wall of his trailer when he got back and he told <laughs> ron howard i'm out i'm done doing this and what they did to get him ready they basically um put him through like torture training that you put navy seals through and they taught him like mental tricks to like oh. withstand being stuck in this hair this it's made of yak hair so he's sweaty and he's got all this shit on his face all day Show so they put the him money. through 
basically Navy SEAL torture training. How much am to, I getting paid? So he's, he was going more. through Hell Week for the entire time that they filmed this movie. Correct. Uh, also, he was unpleasant for a while, and the makeup artist just quit. She said, fuck this. It was uh, I don't remember his name. He said, fuck this. I'm not doing this. Eventually, Jim Carrey was nicer and apologized, and he came back. But <laughs> a bit of a mess. I totally believe So it, it seems like there's a, there's a lot of... Uh... I mean, when it comes to Christmas movies, at least these two, it's not always so so fun. No, we get uh, frustrated with each other a little bit. And I think the reason this movie maybe came out a little worse and it's a little weird and janky is like all these scenes. You got to think it's all right. We got basically one, two shots of this because we're not taking the makeup back off. Like we got to nail this on this try. So all the takes we do just got to be kind of good enough. Yeah, and it kind of shows. Uh, kind of shows sometimes. Whereas the other movie, like I said, they could just go with throw your suit on, two camera guys. We'll just it's run around New York, exact same suit do whatever, do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, we'll do twenty takes of this. Give me your best line. Yeah, a lot of challenges, many challenges. I think it's hard to, or I mean, it's uh, it's easy to forget that he's actually got, I didn't know it was eight hours to get into that. Yeah. I don't know if that's an overestimate overestimation, but that's what I saw online. I would believe it. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of the state of mind that would put me in. Like I, I would just go insane. I would kind of just, and maybe that's why the performance the gr- is so, that's what I'm like, saying. The Grinch is like, he's unhinged, psychotic and yeah. unhinged the entire time. Yeah. Uh, credit to him for having just the energy in general. Cause like he is going for it in this thing. Like he is, Balls to the wall, ten out of ten. That's him going for that's it. him. That's that's why I say that. I don't know who else can do this. Mm-hmm. So similar to Will Ferrell in Brody, I know he's one of your all time faves. But is Jim Carrey also exhausting? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is. Especially, but I mean, this like it kind of calls for that. I think it would be weird to be like a toned down version of the Grinch. I feel like, yeah. Um, and so. maybe it's also this is like the Grinch that I know, so it's hard to imagine a different take. I think, um, but you know, he's playing a cartoon character basically. So true, true. Yeah, there's not. Did- I think, well, so so the thing that makes this less jarring is the elf is set within the context of real life, and this is set within the context of a Dr. Seuss book. They are small, little, deformed people that live in a snowflake. So, but still exhausting. Yeah, Cindy Lou, who has not grown into her nose. Don't forget that. Uh, Also, all the people in the Who makeup, a lot of them would put straws up their nose in between takes because they could not breathe through their nose. Just Sounds a, like a fun time in Whoville. Like, yeah, yeah. Ever just in between takes, everyone on the phone. How much am I getting paid yeah. here? Yeah, more. Yeah, more. Um, and I feel like this movie doesn't. I do want to bring up. I think this movie has a scene that makes me laugh more than any scene in either movie. Go ahead. Um, I think the scene where he is deciding whether to go to get this award. And like talks about and his he's schedule getting dressed and stuff. Yeah. And getting dressed is yep. laugh out loud funny. I think it's and still yeah. when I watched it this last time, I think it's funny. It's laugh hilarious. Funny. The, Jim Carrey is he crushes this. <laughs> Got to read the schedule that he says because it's 
He's <laughs> deciding whether to go. He's like, I'm, I'm, I have no time. Four o'clock, wallow in self pity. Four thirty, stare into the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. Five thirty, <laughs> jazzercise. Six thirty, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. And seven, wrestle with my self loathing. I'm booked. I'm booked. There's no, there's no time for yeah. me to go get this award. And uh, fantastic. You see the clip of him, like kind of runway walking out with his thing on. I don't know whatever he puts on, like pants, leader hose. He's like, that's it. I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> you see that gif on on yeah. Twitter a lot. Yeah. It's I think the best scene in either movie. The most funny scene. It's great. It really is. He. There's a lot of stuff like that. I love the initial scene when he's in his cave and he's eating the glass and he sits in his little chair. Whenever I was young, I thought the funniest shit was when he's yelling at his echo and the echo yells back, you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know, uh, the more you grow up, it's a little childish, but it's still funny. I think I think him prank calling people is funny. <laughs> just a stupid, like, <laughs> just calling people and yelling things at them. Yeah. Either of you ever big prank callers back in the day? Uh, I did, did a few. I did a few times. I just, to like, I, I just did for fun. E-bom, E-bombs yeah. world, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> As a young kid, soundboards. It's one of those things you just can't stop laughing. You just hang up. One of those things. I don't think I ever really got a good successful one in without just laughing and hanging up. Yeah, yeah. I think we had a couple I... where we called like a Papa John's or a Pizza Hut and mm-hmm. used the Jack Black. Oh yeah, soundboard. The... Oh yeah, use the soundboard. One hundred percent. And that was back when you could do, you had like landlines and no one, yeah. you can't just call her ID or just ignore it. You just have Star to 67 or whatever it is. Oh yeah. The good and they movie. actually can't yeah. track you. Yeah. I love a good, um, another, another scene that I thought was pretty, pretty good. The mail room. Um, when he's yeah. throwing jury duty, jury duty, pink slip, eviction notice. Yep. Uh, that was pretty, that was Great pretty stuff. good. Really funny. Um, any other stuff that's oh, um, just in general, the um, I think the idea of having a lights like cannon gun that like lights, yeah, your home, that was yeah. cool, that's a good cool. idea, and that's, that's funny, that's funny. Also, over the top Christmas lights, people fucking relax, just in like real life, mm-hmm. chill yeah. out <laughs> with like the entire yard full of like inflatables and lights all over the place, relax. Yeah, just yeah. Relax. Also, the um, I mean, you, there's a laundry list of issues I have with the mayor, but he literally took the award from the person who needed it most at that point and tried to get engaged. And well, well yeah, it, there's a bit of creep. Let's talk about. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? Uh, part of that scene, also a pretty funny scene where he's doing all the competitions and stuff. Uh, really gross when they're shoving all the pudding gross. and the fudge in his mouth. Very disgusting, yeah. very off-putting. Uh, pretty gross, but that's all I have to say about that. Since you mentioned the his Navy SEAL training and stuff, I think he oh, maybe yeah. tapped into that with the fudge when he was oh. like, all right, yeah, give me more. Oh, yeah. Or, all, yeah, I think he may have like just had to. Because that can't be enjoyable. Also, are they going to mess up his makeup and have to redo it all after they're shutting I don't know how many takes they did to that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it was disgusting. I'm sure he spit a bunch of crap out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Go ahead. You just brought this up. The most disgusting, most nightmare-inducing part of this whole movie is that baby Grinch. Young Grinch. Petrifying. When he, when he shows up, did you guys catch what was happening in the house? 
that they were night. swingers. It, they yeah, were they're putting all their, their keys, keys in a bowl. In a bowl. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. So that was one. And of they the didn't notice they him until the next morning. They literally left a baby out in the cold while they were having a swingers party. They're having a swingers party. Uh, Yikes. That was one of the things that got passed, I guess, this widow. Why? Uh, why do – How? Just in general, why do we really need a backstory of the Grinch? Like, I think it works well enough. It's like the Grinch guess, is an evil guy that lives up in a mountain. Yeah, you don't really need much more, but I guess it gives you a why. Why? Yeah. But, 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 but here's the thing about it that it all blows up for me is that be in it. as a baby, he already inherently just hates Christmas. He eats the Santa thing. When he's at the table as a little kid, he's drawing Santa, blowing up, and burning. So it's not even the trauma of the kids making fun of him that makes him hate Christmas. He just he already apparently does. does. So it doubly just, just doesn't the, make sense. He just hates all the people. Now he hates the who's. But he, but he did come back around when he thought he had a chance with the girl. Built, yeah. Like, had like Just had right, this explosion the- of holiday excitement, building this tree topper for Martha May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we either needed screws it up. way more of that stuff or way less of that stuff. It was Probably. too not enough one way or the other on the Grinch backstory. I think. Yeah, just incredibly creepy that little thing. Yeah, the, I assume, although, that's like a puppet. I would assume. Although it's like a little lisp. It's a little lisp. Very funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. We all had some. Uh, <laughs> Did everyone have a little mishap shaving when they were 10 years old? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. 10. What a hack Whatever, job. Whatever, 13, whenever the first yeah, time he tried to shave. What a hack job. What a hack job. Yeah. Uh, so mean that he gets him the, the, the clippers. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, the mayor, what a piece of shit. Yeah, real Total scumbag. Also, though, those clippers look like, how do you not hack yourself up with that yeah, thing? It, it looks like, like a... A hedge clipper or something. It's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say. It looks like they a, set him up a to fail. Tool. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. We've all probably been there though. Not like not with that, but just like young Grinch getting he's getting getting picked on. Mm-hmm. You probably hate those people too. Mm-hmm. Little little heartbreak, and then the whole class makes fun of you. Yeah, hate to see it, young Grinch. I don't blame him, but he he really held the grudge. He held it for a while. Yeah. Uh, another scene based on the grudge is when he goes out and he just opens the phone book and he yells that he hates every single person in the phone book. Loathe entirely. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, hate, 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 hate. Loathe entirely. Uh, yeah. Very good. Um, when he, uh, this is probably more towards the beginning, but just another quote that uh, I wrote down was funny. Um, he's he has that little some sort of X-ray deal where you can see his heart, mm-hmm. and he holds it up to himself, and he says, "Down a size and a half." And this year, I'll keep it off. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's he's very you know, it's Christmas. So pretty much any time it's it's Grinch, and so it's basically just Jim Carrey and a dog. Like those scenes are always hilarious. Don't forget about Max. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't forget about Max. We, we got no Max. We got no backstory. So no Max story. No backstory on Max. Can't believe there wasn't a bit on how Max came reindeer. to be. Yeah, uh, I need whenever he's planning to steal Christmas the USS Whoville hat. I need one of those hats. That oh rolls. wow! I did. I actually oh, thought cool. the same thing last night when I watched I'm it. Sure, you can find so it. So that's it's a very... reference to Francis Ford Coppola in directing uh, Apocalypse Now. Little fun fact because he's he's like, what's your motivation? What are you going to do? Oh, you you reject you reject the oh wow. There's one. There's a picture of the hat. Yeah, need that. Uh, 
you reject the, uh, the the cheer of Christmas. You throw your nose away. It's perfect. How did I not think of that? That's also a funny scene. Oh Very man, good. that hat is awesome. How much? Yeah. How much is that hat, Wes? What's the hat on Etsy, Wes? What's um, the... Click that link. Ooh, this item is unavailable. Oh Tough. yeah, people know. Oh. Yeah, people know. Let's see if I can do some do some shopping. Do some digging. Um, favorite scene, either of you? Drew, do you have one off the top of your head? There's no. It's no doubt for me. Obviously, I already said it. Yeah, I mean, I think that that string that Wes talked about is. I mean, it's funny. Uh, the best scene in both movies. I all I, right, I'll go. But fashionably late. I think. It yeah, can't I think be that's, that's maybe my some, favorite. Maybe the, maybe the mail room. Yeah, maybe the mail like, room's good. Um. Hmm. If you're a real sucker, the, uh, the sleigh at the top of the mountain when he has to save her. It's just yeah, and, cool. yeah. Um, the part where he has to play all the games and like win the award type of thing. Yeah, is pretty good. That's pretty good too. I'm number one. No yeah, child think, can beat the Grinch. Yeah, I think we all have to agree that's the best scene. What's that song? Dun 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 dun. Where's dun? Sack racing. Ba, 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 ba. Sack racing the kids. That song playing. That's I think the music in general in this movie is awesome. Yeah, very well done. Yeah, yeah, well done. Um, one gripe I have. All the times in the Whoville, they have this like filter over it that makes it all look like foggy, yeah, and hazy, all, like, and it dark. looks like dog shit. Yeah, dude, they're in a they're in a snowflake. Yeah, it's supposed, it, it's if, supposed to be like yeah, like snow globy looking. I don't know. It's not the best. You can't have no, sun no. in a, inside of a snowflake. It would melt. I think this movie could have done with a little more. It's a little too dark and mysterious for what it is. It's a children's movie essentially. Yeah. Maybe. I'm trying to think of other Dr. Seuss movies. Like Cat in the Hat, sure. that movie is fucked up. Weird. <laughs> that movie is an acid trip of a fucking yeah, movie. That's... It is demented. You should never show your children that. No thanks. And I think I think that's like the ultimate um, response for any gripe to this movie is it's Dr. Seuss. Like, what do you expect? Of course, it's not yeah. going to be perfect. Dr. Seuss the dude makes up words. Let me check that guy out. Yeah. Um... Uh, neither of us are married, but Drew, when you proposed uh, to your wife, did you throw in a new car as well? I thought that was a real nice touch. Uh, if if I would have had the um, the funds to do it, I may have had it as a backup, which he clearly touch. he he was clearly prepared for the backup. He knew she wasn't yeah. going to say yes, right? And so he he had a a ring. Yeah, I a mean, car, pretty good. The three the three uh, three stack diamond ring yeah. pretty, pretty impressive pretty incredible i don't think diamonds really work like that how would you attach those yeah don't worry about it dude they're who diamonds they're i don't know uh it's my another gripe good, another good scene is the montage when he is stealing christmas mm-hmm. he puts the hose and he's sucking up all the sneaking around stuff and he hikes the roast beast i that's similar to elf i also think the turn of the grinch is a bit yeah, it's just like, oh, it's not about presence. That's what flipped him, basically. He heard it's the people singing. Pretty dumb. He heard the people singing, and he's like, oh, okay. I'm the in. turn of the Grinch is dumb. Yeah. For as much as someone, you could hate something, just 100 out of 100, you could hate something. The turn of being like, I love it. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. pretty silly. But what again, really yeah. ultimately makes me question that is Cindy Lou, who is also now like a dark figure. 
um, as she's grown up. So she I has, think if, yes. if, if she, if that scene didn't change her, I'm not buying it. <laughs> yeah. It didn't, yeah. it didn't make her the most joyous person in the world. So she would, a lot she of dark go, eye makeup. I think she would accompany me to emo night. I think it would, she was in an emo alternate rock band for a while. Hell yeah. Yeah. She, she was in an alt rock band for, I, I don't believe know if she it. still is. I, I don't believe, believe the name of it. I should have wrote it down. Uh, yeah. Taylor Momsen, let's go to emo night. Yeah. What's up? How you doing? Rock on, girl. Got a yeah, grade? Got a, got a, for the movie, got a number out of 100? Are you any other interesting scenes you want to talk about? Anyone else got any any takes, any opinions, any thoughts? I don't Jim really Carrey have anything awesome. Else. Jim Carrey's great. Um, uh, oh, the scene, where, the, uh, the scene where she is in, what's his place called? Just his lair? Mount something, I think. It's some, there's some name for it. I don't know. The, no, yeah, with well, the gif where he's like jumping at her, where you always see where he's like trying mm-hmm. to scare her. Basically, that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That you know, that's just her standing there and Jim Carrey just being a psycho. Yeah, for however long it took. Yeah, uh, I would probably give this movie because I just watched it this morning, so I didn't give it a grade yet. Watched it last night. I would probably give it a. Sixty-seven out of a hundred. Sixty-eight out of a hundred. Yeah, I also vote Elf. I think it's better. I'm gonna. I would give this on a similar scale as you. Just kind of a little bit higher for both. Somewhere in the mid seven, seventy-three, seventy-four. Drew, if you had to grade this movie out of a hundred, what would you give it? I'm going with the seventy-five. Yeah, seems fair. Also, yeah, so like the um, just to add to some of like the weird with the swinger scene right before that, when because Cindy Lou who goes to uh, ask about the history of the Grinch, and they start with, well, how like how is the Grinch made basically, and they they show like some random baby being blown onto a porch, yeah. and a husband coming <laughs> out and said, "Hey, honey, the baby's here, and he looks like your boss." Um, it's like, ah, come on. Yikes. Oops. Move, kids movies this time love doing this. They had to sneak in stuff that the kids wouldn't understand, that the adults like, like Shrek is the king of this. Yeah. Like, so many references. You're like, yeah. Jesus Christ. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck? I'd probably watch it now and pick up something. I'm like, damn. Yeah, it's like, that's, don't remember that. That's, it's, uh, it's kind of gross. I, we can, before we finish, we can talk the, the, the love deal is so weird. Yeah, the, his it doesn't need doesn't need a romance at all. <laughs> pay off. I like, know. He's just like I actually love you all along, just, Grinch. You I'm disgusting, just the Grinch. Yeah, you disgusting, green, hairy, stinky man. Uh, but you. did you did you catch the the reason why? Did you that catch she it? Loves she him? loves Christmas. And Christmas colors are red and green. Well, there's no other reason then. That's it's a great point. Yeah, that's just she said it. Words, yeah, she did say that. So say that. I mean, who could argue with that? Yeah, she's he's Christmas colors. So Jesus. So in the muscles. Simple. She also says that. Oh yeah, he, he threw lifts the, up the tree. He threw the tree. Chucks yeah. it against the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I love a good a good anger Big management candidate. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Grinch, we love it. Holds a special place in our heart, but I think we're all in agreements. Elf, moving on to the next round. Yeah. By by pretty I think this is I think this was a clear winner. 
Oh, Home Alone over. Love actually was a bigger gap. I'm talking, yeah, other than Lethal Weapon Die Hard. I think that'll be the maybe the tightest one of any of these. Yeah, I, I don't agree. know, maybe not. But because I, I didn't have the, I hadn't seen those that much. I didn't have a strong take. And you were kind of trying to decide, and I'm like, ah, I don't really, yeah, I'm not, I don't feel that strongly about this. So, I do, I do have a question. Okay. So when you move on to next rounds, and you've already rated movies, does each everything cancel? Like, when does it become a true head to head? Like, how do you stack up? You already rated one higher than another, so you can't just like automatically move everybody through because then you have nothing to talk about right or so i think uh the ratings that i give like i think within the context of the best christmas movie rather than the best overall movie is more the discussion here so a movie being a technically better movie does not necessarily guarantee it a win right yeah we're still talking i think i would if i had to go back probably switch to lethal weapon because i think in a bracket sense, I'd like Die Hard more, but in like a, if we have to consider it as a Christmas movie, I would advance it just for a few of the aspects in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like it plays a little better towards like a Christmas bracket. But yeah, we'll have to reassess based on a few things. But so the scores don't necessarily mean a victory. A higher rated, right? Movie. It's just an overall rating of the movie in general. I would say. Yeah, I think I, I think I rated Die Hard higher than I rated Lethal Weapon, maybe, or it was very close. Yeah, it was maybe a tire But I moved Lethal Weapon ahead, yeah. so. Um, so we'll have to reevaluate. Um, the next Fun matchup, story. I think Bobby will be joining Bobby us. will be joining What's our next us? matchup? Uh, it will be A Christmas Story versus The Polar Express. Oh, uh, man. Another matchup. Um, before we get out of here, Drew, big Georgia Bulldogs fan, where's your head at after the SEC title game, going into the playoff? How yeah, are we will, feeling? This will transition into our weekend recap a bit. So as we lead Drew here, we'll start with the, the playoff and this matchup with uh, you, Michigan, right? Uh, so, yes, Michigan. Um, so Michigan has just been running the ball over everyone, and that's not happening against Georgia. So unless they can figure out how to – score a ton through the air, which is obviously possible because Alabama figured out it pretty pretty easily, it seemed. Um, but I think it'll be it'll be fine. Kirby's a little questionable. Hate Stetson Bennett. Hate him. Do they make the move? Do you have your you're in the you're in the middle of it. You're in the eye of the Do you storm. want my do you want my conspiracy theory? Well this is my hope. My hope is that Georgia's just better than Michigan, which I think is true. I think they can beat him with Stetson. But I think what Kirby's trying to do since he's been Tuad and Jalen Hurst with the halftime QB switch to beat him by Saban twice, I think that's what he's waiting for. He's trying to, uh, you know, he wants to be Saban, so he's trying to I think beat him they, at his own game. I was a little surprised by the uh, line that came out. There's a look-ahead line for the – Rematch and Georgia was it's like a pick them. It's Georgia like minus one or or pick them right now. I was a little surprised by that, just how thoroughly that they won and were able to move the ball. I agree that Michigan will not be able to move the ball at all. They don't have the talent on the edge that the that Alabama has. I think they will stuff the run and just beat them twenty eight to three or whatever they have to do. Um, I and I think they can do that with Stetson Bennett. I think that's also possible that he saves him. And I think he could start him, not like bring him in in relief, 
I think he could start him in the championship game. My thought on that, like, he's gotten basically no reps this entire season. It would season, be fucked though. up to see your first live bullets yeah, in a championship I mean, that game. That seems like a it seems like a dangerous game to play if that's your plan the whole time. Like, I don't that's know. Why, that's why like, I was pissed. Also, like, when... JT Daniels needs to know that's the plan. And I'd assume Stetson Bennett would figure out that's the plan. I'd assume Stetson Bennett would be like, fuck that. I know. Like, that would just, I don't know. I don't know. There's two, there, that's, that's the stuff that I don't like with, that's why I appreciate that Dabo benched, I mean, it's Trevor Lawrence, so that makes sense. Like, but you bench a guy of two years who's lost two wins ever. You got to, at that level, if you're going to keep, getting five-star quarterbacks, like maybe play one, not the mm-hmm. walk-on who came as a walk-on, left for a Juco, came back just because you had an extra scholarship and everybody else got hurt. Yeah. So do you I think, think they can he's, beat Alabama? I think he's good. Do you think they can I don't beat think Alabama Stetson Bennett them? ever, ever eat. No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know either. That was a – I hope, but I don't think so. I was that was on, a shocking result. I was on the game. wrong side of that game. I thought they would be able to. I thought they were the better team, and they could still beat them. And I think I think they could still beat them with Bennett. I don't know. I don't know. I think if you Jason Daniels was as different. good as we're hyping him up to be, he would have been playing by now. You're probably right. I'm hoping that it is truly like he's still like they just want him to be 100 percent recovered. I hope that's what it is. Yeah, me too. Otherwise, yeah, I, I mean, don't like, know what Kirby's Kirby Smart, doing. Kirby Smart's not a dipshit. Like he's not mm-hmm. a complete idiot. Like if he was, he's a defensive guy though. Yeah, but if he Offense, was, and then he brought in Munkin, who's awesome. That team, if if he was that much better, I think he would just be in by now, right? We've already no, seen because it. not Justin starting Justin Fields. Fields. Like it's true. That's that a problem. He's not better than Fields. Hot take. I don't think that so. is that is damning on old curb. Jake Fromm. Yeah, like you said, certainly not a better quarterback than Justin Fields. I no, think we can all that is, that confirm that. Point. I don't know. But he, he's like loyal uh the 31st. Oh yeah, they play those. Yeah, that's right. Which is insane. You got 3 weeks off. Yeah. A lot of time to prep. A lot of prep time and then that you seems get like, like 10 days for the next game. Yeah. It seems like a. Is there any other sport where you have that big of a gap? Like, I guess Division I Three National Championship back in the day, they used to wait till Final Four weekend. So you would have like a. Oh, you would yeah. get you would win your Final Four game and then wait a month to play the championship That's on weird. Final Four weekend, which yeah. I think they redid that. So now it just like flows normally. But yeah, that's a huge NFL, break. The NFL takes a week off. That's it. Would you want that much time? Unless you're like fighting injuries and that lets you get healthy, yeah, I think I think getting the guys healthy, I think it would be preferred because like literally everyone on the team is banged up by that point in the season, so I think it's good. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Then you get like ten days after that. Yeah, I mean it's not good when you're in a four-team tournament with Nick Saban and you're not as good a coach as him, and he can prep for that long. But it is what it is. Um, I don't know. I think dogs. that they, I think they steamroll Michigan, and then we'll see. I I want Georgia to win. I picked them to win preseason. We'll see. I want them to win. I want them. I want them to win also. All right. It, and how how good is Bryce Young? How good is he? I was kind like of up some and down of the, some of the stuff that he did, he's, like just made me think that he's like a little bit lucky. 
It's so bizarre reason. that he won't run. He refused. He, no. He's reluctant to run. It's just really weird. He's and that incredibly conservative that. with how much ability he has, which I assume is like a Saban thing. Like, yeah. Saban, if, you, if you're going to fuck around, I got other guys. Yeah. Maybe he learned from Jalen Hurts that just because you can run doesn't mean that he wants you to run. And if you do, you better score or make a big play. Yeah. He's also a million times better thrower than Jalen Hurts is. Oh, yeah. Uh, Correct. Oh, yeah. Which helps. Um, yeah, no, I think he's really good. Yeah. I think he's going to win the Heisman. Heisman. Yes, 100%. After, after that game. After that yeah. game. And there's no, like, other intriguing option. There's no, like, no, no other Stroud would have been the other guy, but they lost, so he's out. The defensive lineman from uh, Michigan that they just happened to throw in Please. there, I don't know why they even Please. do that. He's not as close to as good as the sophomore from Alabama. Please, insulting that he's invited. He had one good week. Well, not literally, but he had one like big game Heisman week, Heisman moment week in the, one of the bigger games of the year. I think he'll be a good pro. He's gonna be a great NFL player, probably. But yeah, it's stupid. It's dumb. He's in a year where we had a lot of really good offensive players. Kenneth Walker didn't get invited. Yeah, that's, that's a joke. Fuck yourself. Um, all right, Drew, thanks for joining us to talk Grinch and Elf. We'll Absolutely. take a quick thanks break, and uh, we'll be back with a little weekend roundup uh, to end the podcast. So be right back. All right, we're back. Thanks again for joining us, Drew. We're back, same podcast, different shirt. Different time of day. Pick it up Sunday night, halftime of Bears-Packers. Good game going on. Surprisingly, one of the better games of the week. A lot of blowouts. There were a couple good ones. Tons of points, tons of big plays. Let's wrap up the weekend that was. Where do you want to start? Uh, So here's the the order of operations here. We're going to rank the 14 teams as of today that are in the playoffs. The two remaining games will not affect who is in the playoffs. They will affect the seeding. But we're going to rank the 14 teams. I think maybe just going through our list, we'll probably hit all the points from this week that we want to hit. Do you think yeah, that makes probably sense? So. Yeah, that makes sense. Who that do you sense. have at number 14, the 14th best playoff team in the NFL as it stands right now? I will say, we're not going to hit all the points I want to talk about through this list. So oh, after we We'll say this. what you want to say then right now. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it needs to happen. He sucks. Right now, he sucks a lot. I don't give a shit who's on your team, who's coaching you. You can't be this bad. You got to be better. I mean, is it possible that he's been drafted into one of the worst situations any player's ever been drafted into ever? Yeah, maybe. Tied. Um, at least tied with a lot yeah, of other people. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, Urban Meyer is an idiot. Um, I don't think he's an... Like, he's not a complete, like, football ignorant. You know what I'm saying? He's not. He's won a national championship. It's in college. He's always been thought of, at least, offensively. He thinks he's a winner, winner yeah, according he, to his press conferences. No kidding. I, brought, I wanted to bring that up, too. How... I mean, is he a week one? Is he the coach of the Jags this year? Fuck no. Whether he quits or they fire him, one year, one and done. Fuck no. He doesn't want to be the coach of the Jaguars next year. Boy, 20 0 today 
that handshake at midfield after the game. He's so done. He's such a little bitch. He's such a baby. I don't know if there's been a, there's probably even worse situations. I mean, the Jets Zach Wilson this year too. I mean, sure. that's awful. Yeah, maybe awful. Zach too. Wilson's been pretty similar. Zach Lawrence Wilson. has been been worse. He's played every game, which makes his numbers look a little worse. But yeah, probably. Um, through four picks today, no no touchdowns, four interceptions, got shut out. Um, He's throwing like fourteen interceptions. This I don't year know or something. Yeah, he threw. I, I said this on the podcast before. He threw one touchdown in November. I don't know what context you want to put this in, but I'm gonna. I have I have a list of players here. Lawrence Orr. Okay, I was literally just thinking the same thing. I have so a list of good players you here. Came up with this. I don't know what context you want to put it in, like because if you want to do just like start one year next year for one year, we could bring the whole league into it. But if I mean, you can't do like old like just thirty five plus and all. Give you context for my pick. Lawrence or Mac Jones? Mac Jones. Next year, 10 years, Mac Jones. Disconnect from the Patriots from Bill Belichick on the Jets. I, like, just, just I understand. Um, I'm sure that'll make a difference, but from what I've seen, there's nothing that inspires any hope in me in Trevor Lawrence. He's been bad. Trevor Lawrence. Mac or, Jones would not lead the league in interceptions right now if he played for the Jaguars, in my opinion. Trevor Lawrence or Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill. Well, that's the thing. Next year, Ryan Tannehill. If I'm starting a franchise, I'd still take Lawrence, probably. Yeah, that's the thing. The context you want to talk about. I mean, Tannehill, if you're 30, obviously, we'll just take the chance. Yeah, and take exactly. the seven years. Yeah. Uh, Tannehill, we he's his is his peak. He's reached his ceiling. We know what he is. Uh, unless you have an incredible team around him, he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. I'll take roll the dice on Lawrence versus Tannehill. Lawrence or Carson Wentz? Oh, how fucked is this? Like, imagine night of the draft. We would be having this conversation right now. That's so fucked. People are calling him John Elway, Andrew Luck. I'll take Trevor Lawrence still. I think there's been a lot of great quarterbacks that have had bad rookie years. Probably not this bad. That's the thing. But the big thing you can point to is Peyton Manning had what yeah. it, what it made, and someone else too had a set the record for most interceptions in a I season too. Yeah, Manning I went think. one in 15 maybe. Something like that. I uh, It's hard playing quarterback. You say that every week. It's hard. He's obviously got all the tools in the world as a size athletic profile throwers i don't so. have him written down but lawrence or kirk cousins i mean next year kirk cousins not even close uh similar to Tannehill, i think ryan i think kirk cousins is maybe a little better than ryan Tannehill. uh yeah i'll take lawrence i guess um we talked that this list kind of came from this topic. We talked um, earlier today when he was in the process of throwing all these interceptions. Lawrence or Trey Lance? Literally, he's taken Trey Lance thirty snaps. Give me those. Give me the. Give me what's behind the door versus the prize that I. I see. said it. The the devil you don't know versus the devil you do. Give me Trey Lance. I don't know. Maybe it'll pay off. Maybe it won't. But I'll take the chance. Take the chance. Uh, Baker Mayfield or Taylor Heineke. Lawrence, Taylor Heineke's not good. Baker Mayfield's Baker Mayfield? not good. One season, you'll take Lawrence still. Mm, I mean, next year, uh, situation is so dependent on, on all the this. on the Browns. Lawrence or Baker Mayfield? 
Uh, next year, Baker Mayfield. If for the next five, Trevor Lawrence. All right. Um, I think I know the answer, but it's on the list, and it's gross. Jalen Hurts. In fact, you have to it's think about this. A uh, record than Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, I think I know the answer now. Three or four weeks ago, might have been difference. Uh, Tua or Trevor Lawrence? Tua. Got to be. It's got to be. Uh, I assume Justin Fields? Yeah. Take Justin Fields? I don't know what you're going to say here. Again, two or three weeks ago, it would have been different. Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson? The fact that you sighed and exhaled like that is disgusting. Trevor Lawrence. You Trevor hate Lawrence. Zach Wilson. All right, here's, uh, here's an interesting one. Trevor Lawrence or... You can have your pick of any of the uh, quarterbacks in the upcoming draft. So we're talking, for those that don't follow either college football or the draft prospects that well, we're talking Matt Corral, we're talking Malik Willis from Liberty, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, Kenny Pickett, Sam uh, Howell, Pittsburgh, Sam Howell, Carson Strong. Those are the main ones. Keaton Slovis, I don't think anyone else would be... Would you take and you don't get to you don't get to have the best one you you just get your pick you get the number one pick and I you're taking a quarterback the number one pick in the draft no you know you get do a, I get the Jaguars pick you get a, your choice of one of those quarterbacks or Lawrence wait I, I but I get to pick any of them yes your choice you get the first yes I have the number one overall pick but I have to take a quarterback yes uh I think none of those guys scream superstar to me. None of them jump out to me as surefire all pros. I'll probably take Lawrence, I guess. I just, I don't know. I think this situation is so bad. It's so bad. It's such a joke. It's it's so far from anything resembling a real NFL franchise right now. They are such a joke. Other than the, the owners, Houston Texans, I mean, they are... You can't fire the owners. Shame on them for hiring Urban Meyer. You deserve I it. I don't think anybody you deserve on the this. world... You deserve nobody, it. Nobody in the world who watches football, who's a serious commentator, or even a serious fan, or just a serious person, was like, this is going to work. Nailed it. Urban Meyer is going to be a good coach. He kind of just gave up and stopped coaching college because it was too much work. He's going to go right into the NFL to the worst roster in the league, really and he's grind. probably going to grind it out and get him some wins. No, he's going to give up. Yeah, That's what he's done the last five years. He gives up. Yeah. He's given up again. I think that's probably the right move, picking Lawrence. If you could say after a year you could pick one of those guys, maybe you'd – take yeah i'll that see, because see what happens with them the the odds of picking the guy from those it's just it seems like a total yeah, crap shoot see that this year there's like, no one that stands out but even more so in this one yeah like it's just it's all a total it's a bunch of b minus guys, guys. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say who's gonna be great all right that was fun didn't think we'd be doing that at the end of the year oh sad i feel bad for him i really I do, do. Too. i do too there's obvious arm talent it's there's a reason he was the first pick for like three straight for three years. I uh, it's just it's ugly. All right, we can move on to the teams now to the rankings. Yeah, I just had to talk I, about that. They stink. It's sad. 
Hopefully they get a new coach. Hopefully they get some better players, maybe draft. I don't know. They need to draft someone at every single position, basically. Yeah. I can't really think of a player other than, like, Josh Allen off the top of my head. Uh, Jacksonville Josh Allen, that is, who's good on their team. Uh, DJ Shark's okay. Yeah, he's been out for the uh, year. They'll have ETN back Ooh, next year. Yeah, ETN, uh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, Illinois State's James, Ro- James Robinson. Shouts, shouts out. Uh, yeah, I couldn't name any other of their defensive players. Couldn't name one. Yeah, so... Let's talk rankings. Um, do you want to read the the teams that are in the playoffs at this point? Yeah, let me pull it up. Okay, let me pull it up. We're gonna of the there's seven teams in each conference now. There are there's only one bye. There's an extra wild card now. Um, so there'll be 14 teams of the playoff teams right now. I'd say the picture is pretty solidified. We have a few weeks left. Yeah, there's a couple the teams on the season. bubble still that could make it. That have realistic shots. Okay, NFC. Seven, Washington. Six, San Francisco. Five, L.A. Four, Cowboys. Three, Packers. Two, Bucks. One, Cardinals. Uh, L.A. Rams, obviously. Um, AFC. Seven, Buffalo. Six, Indy. Five, Chargers. Four, Ravens. Three, Chiefs. Two, Titans. One, Patriots. Okay. Some of that seeding could change around with the Sunday nighter and the Monday nighter, but as of right now, those are the teams. Um, I think, and this this is just a just a power rank ranking teams, best teams, neutral site team, roster coach. Uh, I think the worst team is Washington. Agreed. They're fourteenth for me as well. I think well. they have the worst quarterback. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe him or um, I, I have the two worst quarterbacks at the bottom. I have him, uh, them, and San Francisco at thirteen. So, let me give you my, before everyone gets mad at me and yells at me for who I have at 13, and I think you'll not yell at me for who I have at 13. I'm under the assumption Lamar, if Lamar's out, the Ravens are worse than Washington, maybe? Yeah, they won't make the playoffs. No. They won't win another game. No. Yeah. So, my assumption was Lamar is hurt. If Lamar plays, they're still not very high. No, they're 12th for me, With I'm assuming Lamar's playing. Okay. Uh, I have the Ravens 13th and the 49ers 12th as of now. I'm under the assumption Lamar is out next week. They're decimated. They, we didn't know this at the time. We didn't know this at the time. Harbaugh said he went for two at the end of that Steelers game because he was out of players. Yeah. We didn't have any defensive backs left. We couldn't play overtime. We couldn't field the team. Mm-hmm. They're they're decimated. It's it's a bad scene. So I have them 12th. Okay. San Francisco, 13th. My number 11 is the Indianapolis Colts. Interesting. Where do you have the Indianapolis Colts? I have them two spots higher than that. Okay. I have the Chargers and the Titans behind the Colts. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? I think the Colts are one of the worst matchups in the league for the Chargers. I think they could just run it straight down the field. I think they're built to win right now and in the playoffs. I think their team is built for that. So I would have them ranked a little bit higher. But you do you trust Carson Wentz? I think Carson Wentz. We've gives seen me some the Chargers. Pause. They they've been hot. They're up and down. They are up and down. Uh, I like their highest ups more than the Colts. I think. I think the Colts are more steady. I think they're a more reliable team. More reliable team. I huh? just don't think they're that good of a team. I like Jonathan Taylor. I think they can run the ball. I don't trust Wentz. Their guys on the outside are good, not great. Their defense is good enough, not anything that strikes fear into me. Yeah, I think the Chargers' defense is their downfall. And they can get a jam down their throat. They can get run on. But fair enough. Definitely have a better quarterback. That is was very evident today. And 
It's just a fact. Herbert's better than Tannehill or Wentz. So I have the Titans and the Colts ahead of them. I have the Chargers at, um, what is that, 11? Yeah. And I have Titans-Colts. I have the Bills 10th. I have them 10th. They're the spot. They're a spot ahead of the Colts. For me. They're, they're, they looked, they rallied today against Tampa, but they got their ass beat for two and a half quarters, and then Tampa kind of fell asleep at the wheel and woke up and had to go in that game. But the defense looks tired. They're, they're candy ass, maybe? The defense looks tired. They can't run the ball at all. No, they didn't. They made a big deal about this. Hanson did on. They didn't have a rushing attempt by a running back in the first half. No, Josh Allen had 100 rushing yards. Josh Allen has to do absolutely everything for this team. That's just. When you have to throw every play and you don't have. I mean, they have Diggs, but they don't have that many. I mean, they have Beasley. Yeah, they don't have. It's not Kansas like they're a great turf. But they, don't, they don't have. Yeah, I don't know. Tampa Bay I don't type trust, weapons. I don't trust their. No, their style uh, of play. They're a faulty. They're not a great roster construction. I have them at eight, so I'm a little bit ahead of you. Um, I guess I trust Allen. I don't know. He's look. I love Josh Allen. I love Stephon Diggs. Uh, head to head, we're seeing these teams that are physical, playoff built teams. They they have to sort of hope on a miracle drive by Josh Allen at the end for them to win these games. Yeah, I have him a spot. I have him a spot ahead, but another team, the Colts, would just be a nightmare for. Yeah. Just Taylor would eat their lunch. Yeah. They're, they just – candy ass. It's, it is what it is. I know in the 50-mile-an-hour wins, the Patriots made them look stupid, throwing it three times. That was a weird game script type of thing. But but shit like that is the type of games not not to that extreme, but you have to be able to win that way in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not especially your defense. Sunny in Buffalo. You're right. Your defense. It's bizarre that. I mean, obviously, you kind of get the players you can get, but it's kind of bizarre like, they built this team. This it feels way. like the Colts and the Bills should be switched. Correct. The Colts. Should the Colts be, are the Buffalo. built to play in Buffalo. The Bills are built to play in the indoors. Dome. Yes, I know. It's weird. Yeah, uh, I'm worried. I'm definitely worried. Hundred percent. I'm worried they'll even make the playoffs. They're seventh they are on place the right That's now. That's true. Seventh place right now. That's true. You want to hear something fucked up? I would love to. They're one game better than the Miami Dolphins right now. <laughs> Think about that. Wow. The Dolphins are six and seven. They are seven and six. They're seven. They've lost like four or five in a row. They're haven't seven they? and six. Wow. The Browns are seven and six. The, the Bengals are seven and six. The Broncos are seven and go, six. The Raiders are two. six and seven. The Steelers are six six and one. They got to go to New England again. They got maybe next week. Um, I'm gonna check their. I'm sure they. I think they have the maybe the Dolphins again. Pats next week. Yeah, they Falcons to, at home. Jets at home. Yeah, pretty soft landing. But damn, they have a slip of they. Fuck no, up and, uh, Panthers at home next week. Bill at and Patriots, the Patriots two weeks. Gotcha. So they should be fine. But yeah, they maybe are, I don't know. I they mean, are not exactly coasting to the finish line here. Um, yeah. Bills are in trouble. The Rams haven't played this week, but I have them next. I have them ninth for me as well. Uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, they'll move up or down probably based on how they fare against Arizona on Monday night. Yeah, big game. We haven't seen them this week. Uh, the defense has been a colossal letdown. They went out and got all these guys, and it's not looking like it's helping Boy, at all. Von Miller, buddy. Not Show producing. Me something. Not producing. Show me something. 
Make you would play. think even without him, like, Make you know, play. they got Floyd, they got Donald, they got Ramsey, and it doesn't seem like it's a big deal for teams to move the ball on them. The offense yeah. is pretty good, but I'm not sure why I they, think uh, they're they're relying a little heavily on Stafford to go out there and win games by himself, which you would think, based on the roster construction, he should have to do less to win yeah. games. Yeah, and he's impressing a lot, too. He's been throwing a lot of interceptions. Not good. Uh, they're kind of similar to how the Chiefs looked early in the year right now yeah. to me. I'm telling you, watch uh, every game for the most part for pretty much every season. Robert Woods is huge for that team. Yeah. What people like, you can whatever, say whatever you want. The way he run blocks and the way he is always in the right spots, the way it's the connection that he has with Stafford and the way he knows the offense, it's huge. It, it really is. And just plugging in Odell Beckham is just not the same. He doesn't care if he catches two passes for 20 yards. He's going to bust his ass and run block and do what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Team captain really hurts. It really does. So maybe they can recover. I'm not real optimistic about a playoff run, but we'll see. That transitions nicely to me. The Rams defense is missing the Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley, who I have eighth, the L.A. Chargers. They are. He was really great for them. The L.A. Chargers are hot right now. They are. You have them really the high. charges are up and down. Uh, I, I like you, defense. am fucking intoxicated by Justin Herbert oh, right now. God. I'm intoxicated. Oh, just let that it's, thing sing, baby. The, injected from the, in my from body. The gods, the arm from the gods. I mean, he looks incredible. Oh, just throws it 70 in the air with ease. It's so They've hot. Got weapons all so over hot. the Keenan place. Keenan Allen was out today, and they scored Keenan 40. Keenan Allen was out. Um... They've got weapons all over the place. Granted, they played the Giants, who yeah, are basically trying to lose. Uh, he outdueled Mike Glennon today. Yeah. So big win. Whatever. Big win. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have the Chargers eighth. All right. I, uh, I'm worried about their defense. In they, my mind, their defense should be better. They have be. guys on paper similar to the Rams. It's like these are all good players. Yeah. Why, as a collective unit, they are they some, not performing they got some, better? some big boys back up front. They've been better against the run. They were just getting gashed earlier in the year. I think they've gotten a little more healthy along the front. They're doing a little bit better. But I'm worried about their defense in a big spot. But Herbert could keep a minute. Keep a minute. This has been such a weird season. All these teams are so volatile. Seems like they've all had their lulls of yeah. They're all so up and down. Really, only these four teams at the top have any consistency. Yeah. Next team I have is the Cowboys. I have the Titans at seven. Yeah, you haven't mentioned the Titans yet. Uh, I heard week eighteen Henry might be back. He's they're trying to they're aiming for week eighteen. Week how many weeks? Eighteen. Are they? Eighteen. Yeah, there's seventeen games. Eighteen. Week eighteen. They're aiming for that if they need him. Um, but if not, he'll. I'm thinking he's going to be ready for the playoffs. So could be a big get for him. Julio's back today. AJ Brown. That's a team that might get healthy all at the right time. And someone you forget about. They were well, we were talking about them in our power rankings. One, were, two, three, early. So, yeah, right now I'm I'm still pumping the brakes, but I don't blame you. It's this their, is a team that's team. poised to sneak up on people and make a run. I yep. know it's an easy comp with Vrabel to call them Patriots-like. They seem like they can plug and play whoever, and they don't fall off a cliff too badly. Uh, they've had some bad weeks, don't get me wrong. They have had some downs, and I think I've doubted them this whole year, but I think... This is about right for them right now. They seem yeah. to be able to plug in a running back, bully you, and muck the game up in a way that 
favors them, yeah. which is the type of team, and it's been sh- it's shown in the playoffs. They've had decent success in the playoffs. They've won a game the last few years. They lost last year, but you know they've made it to the second weekend three out of like the four years. So, yeah, reason why I have Cowboys in this spot. I'm confused. Who so? That uh, was seven. I unfortunately don't have mine numbered, which was a bad move. That um, was seven, unless... I have the Rams at seven. Okay, so you haven't talked about the Rams yet? No, I mean, we talked about them. When you, you so have you have Dallas six. Yeah, I have Dallas six. So do I. Okay. Okay. That's our sixth pick. We both have Dallas, I think. We don't really have to spend too much time on They're Dallas. They're solid. They've Micah got, Parsons. He's a holy freak shit. The fact show. that this guy... I mentioned this watching the games today. He didn't edge rush... At all in college. He was just a middle linebacker running down running backs. This dude's going to set the rookie record for sacks, never doing it before. What? He's one of one. He's an absolute fucking freak. What? He should just be... Do they do it like an overall rookie of the year, or do they just do offense and defense? Offense and defense. If it's overall, it's him. It's him. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Mac. Yeah, it's him. It ain't you, but Mac will win offense. He'll win defense for sure. He's got a case for... Defensive player of the year for the entire league. Miles Garrett's going to win it. He's going to have more sacks probably. But he's been incredible. All he does is make plays. Every week. Forces, forces turnovers. Forces fumbles. Yes. He was 30 yards down the field, almost intercepted a pass this week. He's incredible. I don't think incredible. I've ever really seen a player like him that's no. that versatile of a weapon. No. No one that can edge rush like that and then cover, cover in space, and, yeah. defend no. the run as a middle linebacker. Like... Nuts. You could realistically use this guy at strong safety and defensive end. It wouldn't be that much of a stretch. Yep. Really could. Uh, so the reason we have them sixth, the reason I have them sixth, uh, I just think they are a little more inconsistent than some of these other teams ahead of them. Uh, maybe the team at fifth that I have, they're similar consistency, although that team has uh, been pretty consistent over the last three to four weeks. Um, yeah, they've just had some big letdown spots recently. Is the only reason I have them this low. I love their roster. You have the Patriots at five. I have the Chiefs at five. I have the Patriots at five. Um, the fact that we have the Patriots over Dallas, I know it was like a month ago. Dallas went into New England and beat them. It was an overtime game. It was a good game. But we're drinking the Kool-Aid, the Patriots Kool-Aid. How could you not? Be disrespectful not to. Been pretty good. Be disrespectful not Been to. Been pretty good. Uh, I mean... We needed them to answer a test. They beat Buffalo in a weird game, granted. But, I mean, you could point to maybe their schedule hasn't been the yeah. best over this run that they've been on. But and now everyone's going to say, well, the Bills win isn't even very good. Yeah, that's the thing with this whole shit. We were Changes like, every the week. Bills beat the Chiefs. It wasn't a good win. Now the Chiefs are good. Is that a good win now? It doesn't matter. All the teams are a razor's edge difference week to week. The players are all fantastic. They all get paid this to play. This is impossible to try to rank these teams. They get paid to play. All of them. So they've beat the Panthers, the Chargers, who are pretty good, uh, the Jets, and then they lost the Cowboys. And they yeah. killed the Browns. Yeah. Yeah, I have the Patriots ahead of them, too. I have the Chiefs ahead of them. Beat the, the Titans, also. I was not even looking. So... I feel like the Chiefs are back. I don't know. Bills, Titans, Falcons, take, Browns, Panthers. You would take on a neutral field the Patriots to beat the Chiefs right now? I can't get the bad taste of the early season Chiefs out of my mind. I just Their defense has been incredible. Chris Jones, speaking him of, defensive player of the year. Yeah, speak, oh, let's, everywhere. Let's talk about Oops. let's talk about bad schedules. Audio only didn't need to know that, but 
He's a spitty little I boy. I couldn't sneak it past the video crew. I just spit all over Sammy this microphone. Sammy Sprinkler. I just spit all over this microphone. It's okay. What were you going to say about this Okay. Schedule? So, they beat the Raiders today. Dead. Killed they them. beat the Bronker. Broncos. Stink. Beat the Cowboys. Good. Good. Should almost beat the Raiders again. Stink. Beat them beat the Packers. nine points. Beat the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Beat the Giants. Lost to the Titans. Okay. So, they beat the Cowboys, basically, in this run. But again... We've said it. Win the games. I know. Impressively beat the Cowboys. They held them to nine points. Not, the defense. To nine. The defense. Look, the defense is good. I'll just take the consistency right now. I'll take the Pats. I think I will wait another week. I'll wait another okay. week. Fair enough. Fair enough. I have the Chiefs uh, one spot ahead of them. And then obviously we have all the, the same three teams. What order do you have these top three in? Buccaneers, Cardinals, Packers. From what way? Bottom to top. Buccaneers, Cardinals. Yeah, same. Um... If the would you the, really take the Cardinals to beat the pack the Buccaneers on a neutral right now? You wouldn't. I don't think I would either. But I have them ranked ahead right now. I don't. Their defense is legit. I really like their defense. Bucket. Yeah, I like the Cardinals defense way more than I like the Buccaneers defense right now. You, you would you take Kyler? Would you take him over Tom Brady? You must no, playoff game. No, I wouldn't. So their Buccaneers are second. Yeah, probably. I, would I t- mean, I would take the Packers. Here is the thing. I'd probably take the Buccaneers to beat the Packers. Aaron Rodgers fucking sucks in the playoffs. Sucks is probably strong. No, he just they can't beat Tom win. Brady. He just can't beat Tom Brady. I mean, he's only played him once in the playoffs. I thought he played him a few times. Oh, Maybe last not. year was his first year in the NFC. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they didn't play him. Yeah. He's never he made it to one Super Bowl. He doesn't suck in the playoffs. Come on. I would take the Packers. I would Look, take the Packers. They lose a lot of games they're favored to win. Whether that's Aaron Rodgers' fault, I don't know. They lose as a favorite in the playoffs a lot. When Aaron really? Rodgers, I mean, I think they lose a lot in the playoffs, and they're always a top well, one everyone. or two seed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Everyone loses in the playoffs. I mean, one team wins. but I understand that, but if you're as good as you say you are, if you're Aaron Rodgers, some of those should be you. Tom Brady wins was. those. I wonder what the spread was in the uh – the San Francisco game and the title game that they lost when they, I mean, what's he supposed to do? Well, go tackle someone? No, I understand, <laughs> but you know, yeah, no, I, I yeah, you got to win the game. Um, I'll take the Packers. I'll take the Packers over the Bucks. Uh, I'm going to move the Bucks to two though, because that's just that's I'm going to move line. the Buccaneers to one. That's just line. We would just take the Buccaneers. They're the yeah. That's uh, we're 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 sort of in a uh, resume mode rather yeah. than uh rather than uh yeah. And you you would not take the. F- Fucking Patriots over the Chiefs on a, in a game right now in a playoff game. I might neutral field. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I might. No way. You're nuts. Yeah, I might. You are nuts. I'm not. Who would be favored in that game? It would be the Chiefs in a neutral field. It would be. It would be. I will see on this Chiefs defense. We'll see. <laughs> I think they can handle Mac Jones. That's for fucking sure. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You would take the Chiefs. You're a fucking lying. Nope. <laughs> I would take the Pats. Man, I can't forget how fucking bad they were. Who? The Chiefs. Well, they sucked so bad. The fucking Patriots lost to the Dolphins in week one. Shit happens. That was... Shit happens. That was what? It was the game on the field. They played 60 minutes. That was much longer ago than the Chiefs being bad was. I guess. The Chiefs that won was like seven games in a row. Five. Unimpressive. Whatever. 
They've won one, two, three, four, six in a row. They beat one good team. You nuts. They beat one good team. Okay. They All beat right. one good All team. Right. You can have the Pats. I'll take the Chiefs. You can you and Mac Jones against me and Patrick Mahomes. I'll I like my guys. Andy Reid against Bill Belichick. He's notoriously been great in that spot. I like my guys. Okay. <laughs> I like my guys. <laughs> um, anything else that you want to talk about on football? Uh, no, not really. All right. Um, this has been a very long episode because we talked Elf and we talked Grinch, and now we're talking all this NFL shit. Um, really quick, two or three minutes on the UFC from the weekend. Thoughts, initial thoughts. Biggest upset in the history of the sport. Amanda Nunez finally went down. Probably, she right? Was, I mean, has to be. I mean, I don't know about early UFC. She was minus 1,100 to win the fight, and she lost. She yeah. got tapped out. Not on, yeah, not only like... Not on like a decision. Yeah, not, not on like a on, split decision, like greasy. Not on like a just got her lucky knockout. Beat. Got fucked up. Yeah, got pieced up. I never thought I'd see it in my entire life. No, I thought she'd retire undefeated. Yeah. There was no doubt in my mind that she would retire undefeated. Yeah. Uh, the only really, I mean, we can talk about the two t- uh, title fights. Um, Olivera's legit. Also, they'll just do a rematch of that fight probably, and I'm in. I'm, I'm, Nunez? Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch that. Um, Olivera? survived what so he just first round just like pummel me and then we'll rally bad strategy seems like that will end at some point but draw him in we were talking get him during the fight we were talking he's so hittable Poirier was just teeing off on him it knocked him down twice in the first round and the same way with michael chandler he knocked him down and was trying to ground and pound and finish the fight uh come back and lose in the second round yeah he uh, he's the best submission artist in the entire sport. I don't really think it's even particularly close. Certainly on the men's side, of that caliber, I would say yeah. There's another guy. I, we were laughing about the guy that just like rolls up on your legs. Guy that's a real fighter though. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> fighters of that level. Yeah, I, I think they got to do Justin Gaethje against him. I think that's. Uh, I guess I watched or just the, run that back again. I watched the press conference after with Dana, and he said Justin Gaethje. Okay, uh, I think Gaethje will also get tapped out, but. Well, hundred percent. Justin Gaethje is a worse Dustin Poirier. Agreed, agreed. Dustin uh, Poirier's already beat him a little. Yeah, he's Dustin Poirier. If he was even more over aggressive, he'll overextend. He could knock him out. I mean, Justin Gaethje yeah, could he, knock out anybody in the sport. But. Yeah, and we've seen Olivera's fucking hittable. He just stands yeah. there. He gets yeah. tagged. Yeah, he does. But um, I don't know if that's tough. that's. I mean, I don't know that him getting hit is part of his strategy, but him being, uh, you know. Making you think, hey, I'm going to be over aggressive. Come, come, hey, come down here with me. And hey, you we'll knocked me down. Yeah. Come on, come here. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, he was great. Um, fights other than that, nothing really to nah, know. Just the two title fights. Um, ooh. Yeah, Jeff Neal won. Who's else? The oh, Australian Cody Gar- guy. Cody Garbrandt got his ass kicked. Cody Garbrandt. That was cool. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Uh, <laughs> Sean O'Malley looked very impressive. Get this guy a fight. Dana said in that too. He was talking to Sean. He said he wants to get paid. And he wants to be a champion. We're going to have to figure out a way to do both, he said. Mm-hmm. we got to get this guy a better fight. Yeah. Yep. Dana, I agree. Let's see a better fight. Um, anything else? Nope. I think we've gone more than long enough. Cool. We'll be back on Wednesday with Bobby for the Fantasy Suites version of The Bachelorette. Let's get sexy in here. Thursday. Bobby will also be on that episode talking Christmas Friday? story. Or Yeah, we'll record Thursday. Thursday yeah. Friday episode, Bobby will also be on that one talking Christmas story versus Polar Express. Exactly. They will, that'll fight, that'll, I just about said fight. That'll go up against um, the winner from this episode. 
Correct. Which is Elf. Elf. Yeah. So that'll be the matchup. We'll talk with Bobby on Friday for that matchup. Buddy versus Ralphie. Who you got in, in the steel cage? Ralphie. You suck. <laughs> you're overrated, pal. You're overrated. Uh, you're a classic, but you're overrated. I'm sorry. Uh, Stay tuned on Friday. We'll figure that out. I'm going to try to talk these people into knocking out a Christmas story. We'll see you then.